0: From Riverside Recovery. Next on Reboot Your Life, we speak with an author who has tackled both addiction and codependency. Codependency is sometimes invisible, so we're going to break that down.
1: Plus, we'll speak with a woman who literally rebooted her life and is now living in her new era.
2: It's next. Did you know that Reboot Your Life is on every major podcast service in the world? Now you can hear us 24-7 on demand and share us and like us with your friends. Keyword, Reboot Your Life on every platform from Spotify to Apple, iHeart to SiriusXM's Pandora, even overcast and TuneIn. So join us online and share us with everyone you know in recovery or who could benefit by hearing these shows. Let us know what you think of our podcasts and throw in some likes and stars for extra love. That's Reboot Your Life wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And feel free to message us on Twitter, now known as X. Tweet us at Reboot life Show
4: At Reboot Life Show. From Riverside Recovery, it's Reboot Your Life. Experience the ultimate reboot of your journey. Start anew and rediscover you. Transform your story. Rewrite your life. It's Reboot Your Life with Carrie Harrison and Ashley Neal.
0: Carrie Harrison here, along with Ashley Neal, and thanks for listening to Reboot Your Life, where we help you. Get back to life you love through life hacks for recovery, the science of addiction, and tons of valuable insights, expert advice, and relatable stories of human experience.
1: You can also enjoy our anytime podcasts on all major platforms. Just enter Reboot Your Life and make sure you like us when you share or listen.
0: And by the way, I don't have a hangover today, recently having been New Year's. In fact, neither does our guest. In fact, neither does Ashley. There are three people in one space in different parts of town without a hangover. How could that possibly be? Let's get into it. We're going to say hi to Kevin Peterson, founder of the Chronic Hope Institute. Kevin's personal journey for recovery began in May of 1991. He's been sober ever since. And we like experts, by the way, who are not just uh, reciting something they learned in a textbook, but actually got a master's in real living and then a Ph.D. in surviving it. Kevin is also a licensed marriage and family therapist with a passion for helping families in crisis due to addiction and codependency. And with over 10 years of experience in the field, Kevin brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to his work.
1: Hailing from Denver, he is also a recent transplant to Florida, also the author of two books, Chronic Hope, Parenting the Addicted Child and Chronic Hope, Families and Addiction, both of which offer an integrated and holistic approach to healing families. Kevin Peterson, welcome to Reboot Your Life.
5: Hey, how are you guys? Great to see We're you. We're doing great. No you
0: know, hangover? Kevin, no hangover, nothing. Like no, and no nothing was hurt. No animals, no cars. The, the cops, as they would say, it went without incident
5: and i woke up in the right place with the right person you
0: would know? <laughs> be the right person this week or well no uh, no i'm married. really the right person <laughs> that's the point yeah. that's the point is like you could actually go to bed on new year's eve and wake up new year's day and you can predict reliably what it's going to look like
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly <Good> point. yeah <laughs> and be happy and grateful
0: and be happy and grateful. Well, Kevin Peterson, I could see everyone thinking about you're coming up with the name the Chronic Hope Institute. Chronic generally has a, well, it has a different connotation, but here you're using it in a whole different way.
5: Yeah. So I wrote the first book and I didn't even have a title for it. And I didn't really know. It was like 2017. And I didn't know what to do. And I talked to a buddy of mine also, you know, in our, in our sober world and uh, named Josh Miller. And uh, he's like, what's it about? I said, well, you know, it's really, it's the, from the perspective of the family that the, where the family is just like, we just need the magic pill or the magic therapist. We, you know, what we need something that's just going to magically make him all better. And he's like, oh, so you say, you're saying is they have like a chronic hope. And I was like, that's it. That's it. That's it. And then so I opened up the company, which is a, you know, guys coaching and I have a therapy company also. And then I named the books and, That was, it was just perfect because it really is the truth. When, when you think about the family system, they just, every day they wake up with this, you know, this belief that today's the day where he's going to get it and understand, you know, and, 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 but they don't get that. They're the ones that have to change in order to get him to change him or her to change.
0: And it's sort of like, I I guess we've all met people who are, let's just say they're spinning in a certain direction, a little out of control. And the only way you can actually be with them is you have to start spinning too. Otherwise, you just, you can't like get up to their quote speed, but it's the speed of insanity. And so you end up melting down, you end up having panic attacks, just like they are. Um, But at least you're like on the same page. And and that's kind of what, what the problem is here.
5: Yeah, so I I grew up in Palo Alto, California, uh, which is this wonderful town. I was born in 1964. I'm turning 60 next month. Good for you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, and I grew up in a house uh, of addiction. My mom uh, was a prescription drug addict, and she had a, a lot of mental illness, a lot of mental health issues. And my dad was very successful. So on the outside... Everything looked great. Big, beautiful home, cars, trips, vacations, wonderful. Uh, But on the inside, it was every man for himself. When my sister and I came home from school every day, we didn't know if we were gonna get mom, stoned mom, or passed out mom. And, And so when that's the system you grow up in as a child, you learn to take care of and accommodate and problem solve in their survival skills. And and so it turned out that kind of made me uniquely capable of helping families that are struggling with addiction. Because like you just said, you know, when when somebody's spiraling out of control, the family's natural instinct is to try to reach over and grab them and go with them. And what I try to coach them into is saying, <clears throat> let's talk to the, you know, let's change the way we're reacting. You know, let's, let's look at that person and say, you know, we love you but we're not going to do that. And if you want help, we'll help you. But if you're going to choose that lifestyle, you're going to have to choose that one um, on your own. And we're going to keep some limits. Now, obviously, if they're sticking needles in their arms, we're going to go to an intervention environment. But I'm talking about someone that they would call a functional alcoholic, which is a whole, we can have a whole nother meeting about that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh my kevin peterson my mother was a cross between mommy dearest and cruella deville on a good tuesday and so this is what i know about mothering because i was subject to that from being grunted out of the womb actually a twin so was cesarean plucked plucked from the womb um and then you know slapped up against the wall and there it was so that's my role model and so we never, literally, I never once called her the word mom. It was not in the lexicon. She was mummy, like mommy dearest. Oh, Yeah. So when all my friends were talking about their mom and their dad and they went to the zoo, I never went one time, didn't go to the movies one time, zero, nothing. None of this ever happened for me. So mm. I would just watch all my friends and wonder what kind of weird, weird life are these people living? You got Pop-Tarts? Really, you know, just weird lives, and you know, you find out that yours is the one that is like seriously out of balance, and then in in recovery, as we all know, we reparent ourselves. Yep. You find out you you actually are the only advocate you have. No one's coming to rescue you. That sucks. When 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 you learn that one too, (laughs) you know, and all of that. But then you get to have a biological You get to have a, a a chosen family. Um of dozens, dozens of of new aunts and uncles and cousins and sisters and brothers and all of these wonderful people that finally have your back. And you get out of that kind of twisted codependent spiral, which I think you would point out, uh, isn't, you don't have to physically be in the room with them. You could be like years later alone and it's still happening.
1: Harry, you bring the, up codependency. So I wanted to ask Kevin if he could explain what codependency is, because it's definitely a word that is thrown around. I hear it every day. Many times. I actually was reading an article recently that codependency is one of the most misunderstood words in the mental health conversation.
5: Yeah. I, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'll i tell you that I have, uh, I have a, a, a sort of a standard response to when people say, and I'm I'm just going to read this to you, okay, because this is the best description I've ever heard. And then I think it's really important to talk about where it comes from and why, you know, codependency is driven by the arrangement that I will work harder on your problem and your life than you do. And this is not love. That's just, you know, like, that's the that's the that's the intacit agreement. That's the arrangement that I am going to spend my life trying to help you whether you want it or not is irrelevant. You know, so like my sister and I were raised in an environment where we had to take care of mom, you know, like when Carrie, when you were talking about Pop Tarts and stuff, I mean, i would go over to people's houses and their mom would be making dinner. And I'm like, "Yes, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, what the hell is this?
0: What are you people doing?"
5: Yeah, and they'd sit at a table and talk. I'm like, "What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> you know, what do you mean you don't have TV dinners or Dad doesn't bring takeout or you know I, I I don't understand, you know and and they would all sit there and engage with each other, you know and
0: It's shocking, isn't
5: it? Well, like- ugh, yeah.
0: And, and and there will be there are people listening right now who like they get what we get and then there are people who are like, Who are these people? And <laughs> what planet did they live on? The thing is what what you don't know, you plural, out everyone, anywhere, is this is what we're talking about is actually normal enough in this country oh. that it's a thing where two strangers we just met, we both have the same story and we're like, Yep, mm hmm, yep, yeah. I believe you.
5: It's true. in oh, yeah. there nailed it. You know, um, I would actually tell you that we're the norm, um, given that my experience of what I do for a living and the different, you know, my first three years was working in a Medicaid facility and then private practice and realizing, you know, uh, people talk about, well, you know, dysfunctional families. It's like, yeah, we're still looking for the first functional family, you know, like, (laughs) it's, it's, that's not a family zero. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right. It's like, and how do we replicate that? You know, and and the and the truth is, my parents were good people. My, my mom was a wonderful, loving mom, and when she was available, and my dad was a great guy. But they were my dad's mom was an alcoholic, so big shock. Who did he pick? You know, and so now we're talking three, four generational behavior patterns of understanding. You know, that my role is to take care of you at all costs and and the problem is that doesn't serve you well as an adult you know
0: no yeah and no because uh it it's an overreach it's an overstep and somebody managing your life without you asking them to do so uh let's just say it's displeasant or unpleasant or if There's probably a third word that I don't even know for all, <laughs> and it doesn't end well. I think you would agree. I'm just going to reintroduce you, Kevin, because people come and go. Yep. That's the nature of listening. We're talking right now to Kevin Peterson, founder of The Chronic. Hope Institute. Kevin's personal journey of recovery began in May of 1991, and he's been sober ever since. Also a licensed marriage and family therapist with over 10 years of experience in the field. Author of two books, Chronic Hope, Parenting the Addicted Child, and Chronic Hope, Families and Addiction, both of which offer an integrated and holistic approach to healing families. Carrie Harrison with you, along with Ashley Neal. This is Reboot Your Life reminding you, you can go to Twitter and ask questions or just give us your comments at Reboot Life Show, at Reboot Life Show. And also, uh, in the very beginning, we talked about not having hangovers and such, this still being fairly new to the new year. If you do want help, uh, you know you can always go to rrtampa.com uh, or go to any of our websites or podcasts, and you'll get direct help. And you can also text us at 323 reboot 3238 reboot and we will be very happy to connect you and help change your life as well i know ashley you had uh, a question for kevin peterson so i'm just going to lean back four inches just like this and let you slide in
1: yeah i want to hear about a success story with a family that you have worked with at the chronic hope institute oh you bet
5: oh gosh those are my favorites you know and, you know, it really, uh, I would say without naming names and I have to you know, be super careful about that, but, um, you know, I'm, uh, there's definitely a family that I have worked with in the past that, um, had a child, an adult child that, you know, went through treatment, et cetera, et cetera, and, um, the treatment program said hey you know we 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 would like you to get some help because we think we think there's a significant idea of you getting help as well outside and they were very resistant up front and and they were like ah, I know. and and then they finally started meeting with me and um a lot of the pushback i got is hey, who is this guy telling me i'm codependent telling me i need to read these books telling me i need to pay attention to this stuff you know you know, I, do you understand that I've sp- spent the last 25 years managing this situation? You know, if it wasn't for me, the trains don't run on time, you know, <laughs> and 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 that the next thing out of their mouth is, when's this kid going to learn how to take care of themselves? And I'm like, well, why should they? They've got you handling everything, even from a distance. Now that they're living across the country in a sober living environment, you're still managing them. Why should they take responsibility for themselves? And this is the weekly conversation I had with the folks. And literally, I'm not kidding, about six months into it, the mom in one of our weekly conversations woke up. She was just like, you know what? I get it. I totally get what you're saying. No matter what I do, my kid's still gonna do what they wanna do. And and I'm driving myself crazy. And I was like, right, and that's okay. I, I think you're doing it out of a sense of dedication and love and compassion. But I also think you need to understand that, you know, you're not going to get anything out of it. You know, your sh- sh- your kid's not going to respond to you. You know, and and this is a big piece. This is always the hard piece, but this is the big piece: is you're coming at it from your own personal wound. Mm. You know, and, and that's, so when we talk about codependence, I like using the word family of origin trauma. When we talk about that, what we're talking about is responding to the person that's struggling out of your wound. So I want to help you heal your wound. That way you can deal with this situation in a much better place as opposed to, you know, just caving or throwing money at it or trying to be the magic person that solves the problem and and, because it just never works does that make sense did i did i kind of land the plane there
0: yeah It, it reminded me that the parent who is still acting like the kid is three and needs to be you know sculpted like wet clay into what a young child looks like then the kid is got bristle he's 16 and a half He's gone through puberty and he's still getting the three-year-old treatment. So like, why does he need to do anything? Because at the end of the day, they're going to write the check and handle it. He's just going to have to listen to a little noise, right?
5: Exactly. And then the next thing that the parents will say is, what the hell's wrong with him? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and so the family I'm talking about that you asked about, Ashley, the success story, we went through this exact loop. And I finally, I mean, I kind of had to, I'm kind of known for being really direct and straightforward, and I finally. No, I know. I can't imagine (laughs) why Ashley and I get along. And and I said, in one of our sessions, you know, I was like, "Look, here's the deal: you can talk about your kid for five minutes, but then we're not talking about that kidney." We're talking about you and what you're doing. I say, because every week you get on this call and when we just do the same thing, we just spend a bunch of time and and we always get to the same conclusion. There's nothing you can do. So now let's talk about you. Have you done the homework? Have you read the books? Have you gone to a meeting? Have you tried the stuff we're talking about? No. I said, okay, you pay me either way. So how about from here forward, We actually start working on you and start dealing with you. And she did. And things started to change.
1: You know, and I think that that is such a great example of where most parents find themselves whenever their children, you can even be talking about a spouse, whenever your spouse Is in crisis you're acutely aware you know uh, there's a possibility that this person may die if they continue down this path Mm -hmm. and you think that that's the only problem so when they go to treatment or they start you know going to some kind of support group it's kind of like okay we're done you know all should be good but there's a lot of wreckage left and the families are part of that wreckage so the family also has to be healed you know the the person who is using drugs or alcohol or whatever maladaptive coping mechanism that they're using they are not the only person who needs help
5: yeah i mean and and to say it politely that i would say that the family the family in general is more is almost more challenging than the individual. Yeah. Right, because it's rooted into the system. You know, the example I always use is, when you work for a company and the company is failing, you don't fire the receptionist, you know, and say, this is all your fault, and we're gonna send you away to training for 30, 60, or 90 days, and that's gonna fix the company, <laughs> 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 you know? What you gotta do is get to the management team right. and say, the way you guys are doing business isn't working. And it's okay. It's probably what you were taught, but let's do something different. Otherwise, it's all gonna fall apart. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the really important and, and it's important also to tell parents or family, you know, male members, hey, I don't think you're a bad person. You know, I don't think you're the devil. I, I, I think that you're doing what you think is right but it's not working so let's 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 get through this together and let's 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 find a way to help you uh, and in helping you and changing the way you respond to your loved one that will actually change the whole family system so
0: what a great way to end kevin peterson we are regrettably out of time but we would definitely want to have you come back on reboot your life this is just the hors d'oeuvre before the entree of what we really need to know But this was plenty to digest. Let me just say that we've been talking to Kevin Peterson, founder of the Chronic Hope Institute. His personal journey of recovery began in May of 91. He's been sober ever since. Licensed marriage and family therapist with over 10 years of experience in the field. Author of two books, Chronic Hope Parenting, The Addicted Child, and Chronic Hope Families of Addiction, both of which offer an integrated and holistic approach to healing families. We want to thank you for coming on. Carrie Harrison here, along with Ashley Neal. We're going to talk next about self self-esteem uh-oh and these other things that all of us seem to need to have if we're going to be integrated machines and at the end of the day we mammals are machines stand by more straight ahead are you familiar with riverside recovery of tampa well they offer a profound all-embracing approach to addiction treatment With a dedicated team of empathetic professionals, Riverside Recovery is committed to guiding individuals on their path to enduring recovery, using a variety of science-backed therapies, counseling, and support services. Riverside Recovery values the individuality of every recovery journey. Their tailored treatment plans respond to the specific needs, the hurdles, the goals of each resident, providing effective aid regardless of whether you're taking your first steps in recovery or maintaining your progress. With Riverside, recovery isn't just achievable, it's an influential journey towards a healthier, brighter future. The testimonials of those who've undergone treatment there are evidence of rediscovered self-worth and potential. Located on the tranquil Hillsborough River of Tampa, Riverside serves as a peaceful haven promoting self-discovery and healing. They acknowledge that recovery is about more than just overcoming difficulties. It's also about finding your innate strength and resilience. The Riverside Recovery's committed team are your empathetic allies in your recovery journey. They comprehend that genuine healing involves the mind, the body, and the spirit, meticulously dealing with all facets of addiction. You can discover more at rrtampa.com. That's rrtampa.com. Or reach out at 1-800-871-5440. That's 800-871-5440. 800-871-5440
2: or rrtampa.com. Did you know that Reboot Your Life is on every major podcast service in the world? Now you can hear us 24-7 on demand and share us and like us with your friends. Keyword, Reboot Your Life on every platform from Spotify to Apple, iHeart to SiriusXM's Pandora, even overcast and tune in. So join us online and share us with everyone you know in recovery. Or who could benefit by hearing these shows? Let us know what you think of our podcasts and throw in some likes and stars for extra love. Now, we're always here for you. That's Reboot Your Life wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Life 2.0 It's your life and your reboot. It's Reboot Your Life with Carrie Harrison and Ashley
0: Neal. And it is Reboot Your Life with Carrie Harrison and Ashley Neal. Thanks for listening to Reboot Your Life, where we help you get back the life you love through life hacks for recovery, the science of addiction, tons of valuable insights, expert advice, and relatable stories of human experience. This podcast and broadcast is where knowledge meets inspiration, where health and wellness converge in the dynamic universe of exploration, of recovery, and helping you get back the life you love.
1: You can also enjoy our anytime podcasts on all major platforms. Just enter Reboot Your Life. And make sure you like us when you listen or share
0: let's now bring in amanda marina marino it's just that i like to be in marinas (laughs) i mean who doesn't let's just admit it amanda is a certified recovery and life coach the co-founder of next level recovery associates her specialty helping people struggling with addiction, low self-esteem, and mental or emotional roadblocks. Amanda Marino guides people into empowered, meaningful, and fulfilling lives, holds a Bachelor of Science in Alternative Medicine, and has a personal experience with addiction and real recovery. Again, the real deal person, something we were celebrating earlier on in the show. Amanda's own struggles with substance use disorders, body dysmorphia, and abuse have fueled her mission to equip and empower others for long-term healing. Amanda's also been featured on a es Digital Addiction Series, is a proud member of the Association of Intervention Specialists, and a certified intervention specialist. We love people who have been through the ringer themselves and came out the other side stronger and smarter, and are therefore here with us today. Amanda Marino, welcome to Reboot Your Life.
3: Thank you both so much for having me, and happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I well, love
0: what you're we, doing.
3: I love podcasts. Love thank fun. you.
0: This is actually cross-platform. So it's broadcast on proper radio stations and then renders into a podcast, which means we break through people's windshields at drive time, bursting through the glass as they're trapped on freeways. Amazing. Give them a little love.
3: (laughs) That's great. So if you're hearing this, you're meant to hear it, basically. This is a message for you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the message is for you. So let's just jump off and start that message and tell us a little bit about your personal journey with addiction and how it led you to become a certified recovery and life coach.
3: Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I often, you know, have been thinking a lot of reflecting at the end of this year, like we do, you know, um, I come, I can pinpoint, you know, why I was, I, I struggled with addiction. I mean, there's, there's so many factors and everyone has a different story for me. It was childhood trauma. Um, The kind of, you know, environment I was in, sexual abuse, physical abuse, um, you know, watched my mother get physically, you know, brutalized. I had my sister kidnapped in front of me. So all this happened ages four to seven. So one would understand why I sought out of myself to feel better, right? I didn't trust adults. And I believe the thing that kept me sick for the longest time, like I had been introduced to getting help at 14, changed my life till twenty-six. But what was a a deep core belief for me was people that went through what I went through are meant to be messed up. And so I'm lucky I'm just this messed up. And I chalked it all up to that. And so my goal and my purpose and passion is to help, you know, women, mothers, individuals, young men, really any any walk of life at this point to not have to hurt themselves anymore because they're hurt.
0: You you know, one of the uh, words that's in a lot of your work here is low self-esteem. We all hear that term. We all think we know what it means. Uh, We certainly know what it means when it's said on TV, ha, 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 the laugh track. But it's really debilitating if you have low self-esteem. It's hard to get anything done.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, that was at the core of everything. I hated myself. I thought I was disgusting and dirty and, and a, a, you know, a damaged human being. And, and I played into all of that. You know, it was it based on my core beliefs on, on who I was and then getting bullied, you know, in middle school and high school, um, not for the traditional reasons, but everyone gets bullied for different things, right? It's not just because you had this, you know, I was, you know, very scrutinized. And so all these things that I had gone through really made me feel like I didn't even deserve to live. You know, um, I don't have experience with suicidal ideations or um or that, but there's been many times where I felt like I didn't have a point or a purpose and I was just the biggest piece of crap ever. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror.
0: Yeah. And then it changed. For yeah, you. I had
3: my my beautiful boy. Uh, yeah, I had my my beautiful little son. He's now just turned eighteen. He's a senior in high school. He was 18 months old. And in the beginning of his life, I struggled to connect with him. I was angry and resentful that I had to take care of someone else, um, you know, besides myself and um, had no really business being a mom. It was a pretty bad mom the first 18 months of his life, but it woke me up and I was like, I don't want my son to go through what I went through. I want to give him a different, like, I don't want to, my whole thing for many years was I don't want to mess my kids up. Okay. We're going to mess our kids up. Right. So now is I don't want to mess my kids up in the way that I was messed up. You know what I mean? Like I want them to have like normal, real things and be heard and seen and have a healthy upbringing and a sober, stable, secure environment and be able to be supported and heard and not be in scary situations, you know? So he was my, my, my underlying motivation for picking up the phone, looking in the yellow pages back in 2007 to find treatment and find somewhere that I could go and I could still see my son. Um, and, partic- and participate in his life and learn how to be a mom learn how to be a woman learn to not hate myself when I looked in the mirror.
1: And would you say that your struggles personally is what led you to working with other people to help them work through their addictions, their low self esteem and any emotional roadblocks that they might have?
3: Absolutely. You know, I was somebody that was not you know, for four years of my first four years of my recovery, I had zero interest in doing anything in behavioral health, anything in treatment. I was not one of those people that was like, Oh, I got sober. I want to be a drug addiction counselor. I want to go be a behavioral health tech. Like I knew I had so much work on top of like my 12 step work with therapy and trauma and all that stuff that I needed to do that. I literally knew that I couldn't be anywhere near that. Then I was working at the breakers for four years and the moments of change conference would come all the time. And I was like, I want to do that, you know, and I started to get called to that more business development kind of work because it still kept me separate. From the, um, the, a lot of direct client interaction. And then something changed again, like four years ago or longer, five, six years ago. Cause I started doing it on a side where I fell in love with de- helping families and individuals one-on-one. And I found like, this is my calling. This is my purpose. But I had a lot of healing to do on myself before I was even awake to that. You know what I mean? Yep.
0: Carrie Harrison with you, along with Ashley Neal. This is Reboot Your Life. You can always shoot us a tweet at Reboot Life Show at Reboot Life Show. We're talking right now with Amanda Marino, Certified Recovery Life Coach, helping people struggling with addiction and low self-esteem and mental and emotional roadblocks. Her own struggles with substance use disorder, body dysmorphia, we're gonna jump into that next, and abuse have helped her equip and empower others for long-term healing. She's been featured on a es Digital Addiction Series, member of the Association of Intervention Specialists. She's an interventionalist, interventionalist and a Certified Intervention Specialist. All that to say, body dysmorphia, which we think affects women more than men, it's just that men don't like to talk about it much, I can tell you that, body dysmorphia, there's another roadblock that literally clobbers people.
3: Yeah. So my, my story is I, you know, I spent 22 years in the entertainment business here when South beach was like the place besides LA, like South beach was like the spot. And I, yeah. and I was in, you know, involved in print work and runway when I was little and I did music videos I you know, danced for a lot of big, you know, big famous names like Ricky Martin and Britney Spears and kid rock and, you know, So I had a very amazing, fun, full life, you know, and I was very much objectified for my body when I turned 18, you know, it was all clean cut until you turn 18. And, um, and I never, I never had any issues with my body. I'm not somebody who, and so this is where I found a differentiator with me. Like every woman I know that has an eating disorder and substance use disorder had the eating disorder first and had the body issues their whole life. Like I never experienced that until I had nine years in recovery. And so I was trying to find, well, where is this coming? And I was so ashamed and so embarrassed about it, right? And I've been, you know, I was like blessed with this perfect little body at eighteen years old, and then I, you know, when I had my son, I gained, I gained eighty pounds in both pregnancies, and I, I was eighty, I was like over two hundred thirty pounds for a good two years. And so going through that experience was very um, enlightening to me. But something happened with nine years in recovery where I was like, oh, my God, now I have to now I have to work on this. Like, seriously. And I couldn't identify with other people because their stories weren't mine, you know. And so I was like, well, maybe I really don't. But when I finally did nine months of intense therapy, I was able to nip it in the butt before it spiraled any further.
0: That is a, uh, a serious bounce between weight. And I think everyone, I guess, famously knows the Oprah story. That's where most people got to see the first public view of skinny Oprah. And then Oprah pulling a red wagon behind her filled with like jelly, like 80 pounds of jelly just show people, here's here's what it looks like. I'm hauling this behind me. And people woke up to it. And, And then the word body dysmorphia started to get into the lexicon. And now we all know what it is. It is seeing your body probably in a magnified way, generally worse than it actually is.
3: Yes. Yeah. You don't see an accurate glimpse in the mirror. I, and this, let me, this is the craziest part. I was my leanest. I don't like to use the word skinny. Cause it's, I think it's unhealthy word. So I was my leanest and most fit that I had ever been in my entire life when I felt the body dysmorphia. So that is the craziest part. It's not when I was 250 pounds. It's not when I was, you know, it was when I was, cause my dad was a fitness competitor and I lost him when I was pregnant with my daughter. And I said, Well, I'm gonna honor my dad and I'm gonna do a fitness competition. But that whole process for someone with my kind of brain, it chewed me up and spit me out. And if I ate one thing that was not supposed to be eaten on my meal plan, I would beat myself to and I would see a very distorted version than what I would see in pictures or I or people were seeing. It was it was really, really scary and very shameful. Like I am like you said, men. I actually have a male friend who specializes in that kind of coaching, and and i'm I'm, I'm actually going to do a zoom with him coming up soon because this is with men and women, and it needs to be talked about, and you're not alone if you're struggling with this. it's It's, you know, just something you have to work through and, and own it and and you know, get the help that you need. Like I was so ashamed to tell anybody I'd be like, "I have an eating disorder or I have a body dysmorphia. But I was fine with telling you I did all the drugs in the world, right? That was not shameful for me. It was bizarre.
1: Yeah, the shame and guilt that's associated with eating disorders, body image issues, body dysmorphia, it is, you know, it's one of the things that I have found that if someone has both the eating disorder and the substance use disorder, they have more success staying sober if they also address the eating disorder because the shame and guilt with the eating disorder for lack of a better word, will eat you alive and using becomes an option again as a way to cope.
3: Yeah, for me, it was like, oh my God, is this what this really is? And like, you know, thankfully I knew so many people in that realm. I reached out to like a very trusted professional in that in that space. Um, and I asked for her, like, who would you see if you were me? Like, I know so many therapists. I don't want it to be someone I know. And I did, you know, hard work for nine months and it was it never escalated for me it actually kind of got and now i don't say things like skinny i don't weigh myself i don't follow any fitness competitors i don't like subscribe to any of that stuff and i see and hear in other friends and if i'm close enough to them I, i i do identify with them like it's okay to eat a cookie you know like you're gonna be okay
0: and it's always great to get unsolicited feedback from other people when they just tell you how good you look and then you know you're definitely on the right track Producers have sent me here to announce a competition. Is this a
1: contest? Oh, sounds fancy. How does it work? I'll tell you how it works. Easy as pie is how it works. Easy to win.
0: By the way, I want to congratulate our winners from last week who won the book, Spirits Unveiled, A Fresh Perspective on Angels. And that would be Barbara Kohler. That would be Danish Khan, Jill Ames, and Stuart Shears. Congratulations once again on behalf of all of us here at Reboot Your Life. Carrie Harrison and Ashley Neal here. Coming up, we're going to talk with Amanda Marino a little bit more about TV, about interventions, about what that means and how it actually and truly works. From Riverside Recovery,
4: it's
2: Reboot Your Life. Did you know that Reboot Your Life is on every major podcast service in the world? Now you can hear us 24-7 on demand and share us and like us with your friends. Keyword, Reboot Your Life on every platform from Spotify to Apple, iHeart to SiriusXM's Pandora, even Overcast and TuneIn. So join us online and share us with everyone you know in recovery or who could benefit by hearing these shows. Let us know what you think of our podcasts and throw in some likes and stars for extra love. Now we're always here for you. That's Reboot Your Life wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Riverside Recovery of Tampa was created to offer state-of-the-art treatment options to people suffering from addiction. The model was developed to meet clients and their families where they are at and provide them with the tools and education needed so that they can achieve long-term recovery. No two people are the same, and no two people have the same experience with addiction, and it is for this reason that we tailor each treatment plan to the unique needs of each individual. Located alongside the Hillsborough River in the heart of Tampa, Riverside Recovery offers the full continuum of care. And what that means is that we offer medical detoxification, residential care, day treatment, intensive outpatient, and outpatient levels of care. The program at Riverside is focused on high quality clinical care, offered in a safe, comfortable, and serene environment everyone feels empowered to change the course of their lives the stigma that surrounds addiction continues to be high on the list of reasons that people do not seek help at riverside recovery we are working to change the narrative and empower people to recognize addiction as a disease not a moral failing we can recover and we do as evidenced by the thousands of people who have taken that courageous first step and asking for help The staff at Riverside understand what it's like to recover. In fact, over 75% of our staff are in long-term recovery. If you or someone you know needs help and are ready to seek treatment, call Riverside Recovery of Tampa at 1-800-871-5440. That's 800-871-5440. You can learn more about the treatment we provide at rrtampa.com. Again, that's rrtampa.com.
4: Life 2.0. It's your life and your reboot. It's reboot your life with Carrie Harrison and Ashley
0: Neal. Carrie Harrison here with you along with Ashley Neal. Thanks for listening to Reboot Your Life. We we help you get back the life you love through life hacks, recovery, the science of addiction, tons of valuable insights, expert advice, relatable stories of human experience. This podcast and broadcast is where knowledge meets inspiration, where health and wellness converge in the dynamic universe of exploration, recovery, and helping you get back that life that you love and may have lost.
3: Mm, And that can happen so many times on this journey, right? We don't have to go back to using drugs or alcohol to feel what you just shared. Like it happens, the rebooting, the recreating oneself, you know, so many times on this journey, and you don't even have to experience recovery to to have that, you know, it happens with all of us. I love that. Yeah. I love what you're all about. (laughs)
0: <laughs> regular, regular people deal with a lot of regular things. Some people are blessed with real pain and suffering <laughs> to boot. Uh, but just everybody is, is on a, uh, trying to navigate the shoals of sanity. And when geopolitics and everything else plays in, life becomes really diff, uh, difficult. So here you are, Amanda Marino. And one of the things you do is, uh, you're an interventionist, which we've seen on A&E. We've seen on TV here and there, but a lot of us like, How does that work, actually?
3: Yeah, well, I, you know, when I started to dabble in this side of the work, I started to train under a a licensed clinician. She's actually, we used to be in your area, Kate Caravella. Um, She was my first intervention trainer with ICM Associates, and now she's in in Pennsylvania. but she really taught me all the right ways to do things. And I was really slow. I learned I learned how to do interventions for two years before I would ever do one as the first person in charge. Cause I figured this is like my one chance with people. I want to know what I'm doing. So I trained and worked on my CIP, which is the only true credential for interventions through the Pennsylvania board um, for two years before I actually went on my own. Um, And it's a very helpful tool. It's very effective. And it, it can stop the cycle of addiction or mental, mental spirals or whatever is going on. It helps, you know, stop things in their track and give people a moment to hear with clarity. Because when they're, one's run by and, oh, you need to do this or you got to stop. They don't hear you anymore. The intervention method and when it's done right is, is extremely successful.
0: It requires family members. It requires, well, it, it requires a lot of, let's say, producing almost like it's a show.
3: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you gotta no, like no. you gotta bring them in the and then the out- no,
3: no two cases are the same
0: yeah, yeah. so what are your goals yeah. in- in making a difference in the world. We know that you've been through it. We know that you have a lot of shortcuts and cool techniques. We've heard and have been discussing body dysmorphia. We've been discussing uh, different issues that people do regular people deal with, and I think can relate to. Uh, Are there like two or three tips that people can walk away with and, and know that if they just sort of follow this thinking, things can get better?
3: Yeah, know that we're not alone, you know, we're never alone. Uh, There's always somebody that understands what we're going through in this world. We often feel like we're alone. Um, There's hope for everyone, even the worst of all cases. I mean, I was literally most likely to die before 30 in my community. And I am the person that everyone comes to for help. And I've evolved a lot in the past, I'd say, five to 10 years of really, truly meeting people where they are recovery and mental health healing are not a black and white cookie cutter methodology. And, and that's a lot of the ways we approach our company. We learned, I learned what from the best people all around the country and I continue to, but I've taken it and made it my own um, with, I have, you know, a psychiatrist, psychologist, and, and, and certain members of my team that possess different skills than I do. But I treat every person as an individual and we look at every case we get as, we do as much collaboration, get as much family involvement And try new things and get creative because obviously if the do this or die isn't, isn't helping and it's not saving lives anymore. So we need to, you know, know that we're not alone and be willing to try different things that are outside the box to help people and meet them where they are.
0: You know, to your point. Uh, the death penalty, which is famous in many states, many countries still, uh, it doesn't work as much as we all wish it did. Uh, the British really? discovered this back in the late 1800s at Tyburn Oaks when they were hanging pickpockets. And then people would m- amass by the hundreds to watch them hang pickpockets. And what was ha- mm. happening in the crowd? People's pockets were getting picked while they were watching this. And so the British stopped the death penalty because they had sufficient information just like scaring people you're gonna die if you keep drinking okay
4: yeah (laughs) no that's the wrong answer
0: that's the wrong answer no they
3: they don't don't hear hear it family members they don't hear the the if you don't you know like some of the people we literally if we can get a toe in the door and like and we're seeing progress like that's what i want you know what i mean of course i want them to be healthy and happy and like come off everything but sometimes that's not where we start right and I'm not going to turn down someone that reaches out that says, listen, I don't know that I want to stop drinking here, that I'm an alcoholic, but I want to take a look at it. Okay. Let's take a look at it. What does healthy drinking look like to you? you know, obviously this isn't somebody like a case with an intervention, right? That yeah. those are often like life or de- death scenarios, but like the, the very Uber successful, you know, uh, perfect on the outside, falling apart behind closed doors kind of people like they need help too. And that you don't have to get to this ultimate bottom of bottoms, you know, working on the show intervention all of 2023 Um, I really got to see some things I haven't seen in a long time, because it was utter, you know, really, really tough situations. And, um, and I haven't seen anybody do hard drugs like I did this year. Um, But that was all my one of my goals, you know, believing that anything's possible in your healing journey, like I really believed 14 years ago. I had a few years in recovery that I was going to be able to be back in entertainment, doing something as a woman of substance. And I manifested being on intervention and digital addiction. And they were two of the best experiences I've had. And I feel like I keep in touch with the women. You know, I get to treat them like my own clients. So it's been really empowering to be able to do it on that kind of platform and, and help in that way. That's what I want to continue to do. It's not about me shining for me. It's about how can I impact other women and other people in this world on a greater level.
0: I'm on fire you are a rock star amanda marino <laughs> and regrettably we are out of time but we will revisit with you you're a certified you guys. we we really enjoyed this i i'm seeing ashley like glowing in several different colors
3: Aww, nine, a nine different
0: colors now that i count them Uh, You are a recovery and life coach. You help people struggle with addiction, low self-esteem, mental and emotional roadblocks. Your own struggles with substance abuse disorders, body dysmorphia and abuse have helped you equip and empower others for long-term healing. We've seen you on A&E's Digital Addiction Series. You're a member of uh, various associations of intervention specialists, and you have brought uh, a new life and a new spark of awareness to reboot your life. We want to thank you so much for having joined us today.
3: Thank you both so much. And please don't let this be our only connection. I want to definitely talk to you both further and connect with you both. Like this, I think was a good show, but I love what you're both doing, Ashley. I've always been drawn to you. I think you're just a magical soul. And I think that we connect on so many different levels that we we know, but we don't even know yet. So thank you both for the work you're doing and putting this out there. We're responsible to put out good content in the world as professionals. And you guys, you are both doing that. So I honor that in you. Thank you.
0: Thank
1: you, Amanda. We'll shout soon.
0: Such an interesting point to bring up, uh, the obligation that you have. If you have any kind of stage in your life, uh, you know, you don't want to abuse it and you want to use it in the right way. And I think that's what we get when we enter recovery is we learn that uh, sort of like the Hippocratic Oath, above all else, do no harm. That said, so much fun Visiting with everybody today. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you for enjoying our podcast. Thank you for tweeting us at our new Twitter account, at Reboot Life Show. At Reboot Life Show. Of course, it's actually not Twitter anymore, is it? It's X. X. Carrie Harrison here with you, along with Ashley Neal. This is Reboot Your Life. Don't forget, you can always check out Riverside Recovery, a very smart thing to do if you have any questions whatsoever. They are uniquely capable of answering them. Plus, if you go to their blog at rrtampa.com, rrtampa.com, you're going to read so much cool stuff. It'll be answers to questions you didn't even know you had, but they affect you and everybody else you know one way or the other. So well written, so well curated. Next show, we're going to be talking to a decorated Marine, one who actually changed policy throughout the U.S. military. And he has come up with a series of art forms that seem to help other military members with PTSD and such. Also, a route for them to get better as new ways unfold. And then a doctor who uses light rays to help people in their mental states. It's Reboot Your Life. Why do so many of us spend entire lifetimes waiting for success, even romance, to come our way? How many humans have died with no legacy? unfulfilled, empty. So many opportunities do pass us by because we're all too afraid to take that risk, to jump off the high dive and splash into an unknown future. But waiting around for someone to initiate a date or for a career to fall from the heavens is pure folly. We'll always get what we give, and if we give nothing, we get nothing. To actualize those things we really want, we need only take the jump and then correct the course if we think it's not getting us where we want to go. Why not reach out and actually go to or be what we truly want, rather than waiting for it to magically materialize? Because there really is no magic. There never was. Reboot Your Life Are you familiar with Riverside Recovery of Tampa? Well, they offer a profound, all-embracing approach to addiction treatment. With a dedicated team of empathetic professionals, Riverside Recovery is committed to guiding individuals on their path to enduring recovery, using a variety of science-backed therapies, counseling, and support services. Riverside Recovery values the individuality of every recovery journey. Their tailored treatment plans respond to the specific needs, the hurdles, the goals of each resident, providing effective aid regardless of whether you're taking your first steps in recovery or maintaining your progress. With Riverside, recovery isn't just achievable, it's an influential journey towards a healthier, brighter future. The testimonials of those who've undergone treatment there are evidence of rediscovered self-worth and potential. Located on the tranquil Hillsborough River of Tampa, Riverside serves as a peaceful haven promoting self-discovery and healing. They acknowledge that recovery is about more than just overcoming difficulties. It's also about finding your innate strength and resilience. The Riverside Recovery's committed team are your empathetic allies in your recovery journey. They comprehend that genuine healing involves the mind, the body, and the spirit meticulously dealing with all facets of addiction you can discover more at rrtampa.com that's rrtampa.com or reach out at 1-800-871-5440 that's 800-871-5440 800-871-5440 or rrtampa.com
1: introducing the reboot your life hotline We've set up a dedicated phone number so you can leave your comments, questions, or even a piece of your own life story whenever you feel like it. Feedback matters, and we know you may have something you want to get off your chest. It's an easy number to call or text 323-8-REBOOT. 323-8-REBOOT. Again, that's
2: 323-8-REBOOT. Did you know that Reboot Your Life is on every major podcast service in the world? Now you can hear us 24-7 on demand and share us and like us with your friends. Keyword, Reboot Your Life on every platform from Spotify to Apple, iHeart to SiriusXM's Pandora even overcast and tune in. So join us online and share us with everyone you know in recovery or who could benefit by hearing these shows. Let us know what you think of our podcasts and throw in some likes and stars for extra love. Now we're always here for you. That's Reboot Your Life wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Thanks so much again for listening. And just know that we have books to give away down the road. We have DVDs. We'll have a few Hollywood celebrities. Lots of cool stuff coming up just for you. So stick with us. Enjoy the podcast. And thank you for being part of the Reboot Your Life family.